Thank you for choosing to listen to Reverend Dr. David Entry on The Faith That Speaks. God's servant explains that God doesn't just respond to our crying, but he reacts to our faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, and faith works by the word of God you speak. As you listen, believe that God is on your side and that it shall be well with you. I want to speak about this morning the faith that speaks. The faith that speaks. Have you got anything to say? The faith that speaks. Amen. Amen. Yesterday at the evening prayers, I was sharing about how God is a giver of gifts. God is a giver. So he gives, he gives, the Bible says he gives us all things freely to enjoy according to 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 17. Uh, that, that opening, uh, that, that text opens with a very, very interesting, very powerful statement or command. He says that one, he said one, command the same word. Okay, King James, I think King James is the word one, but command. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor trust in. The older you grow, the more you realize that riches can be very uncertain. Riches are uncertain. It says, not to trust in uncertain riches. Tell somebody, don't trust in uncertain riches. Because now when he said uncertain riches, he is not trying to say some riches are certain and others are not certain. What he's trying to say is that riches by themselves are not certain. So characteristic, one of the characteristics of riches is that riches are not certain. So it's not mean like the ones that are certain. There's no riches that are certain apart from the riches in Christ. That one is not material riches, the richness of Christ. So he says that for Christ, God is rich towards all who call on him. That riches is certain when you call on him. But he said uncertain, every material wealth or material, all material riches are uncertain. So it is not right to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives. God is a giver. God is not against you having riches. But there is a problem when the riches have you. He says that. Who gives, who gives us richly all things? Why? Why does he give us? Uh, oh, I can't hear. Why does he give us richly all things? So God is not against enjoyment. God is not against enjoyment. God is not an antipathy God. The highest thing created to bring greatest excitement in life is God who created it. It's not cars, it's not mobile phones. If you take away all other things, the natural thing, even though food is nice, but it's not as... Thing that can ruin a whole a man's destiny. I'm talking about sex. <laughs> Some of you cannot laugh. So God gives us all things richly to enjoy. If He gave you a wife, enjoy her. If He gave you a husband, enjoy him. If He gave you a child, enjoy her. Enjoy.
enjoying. He gives us to enjoy. In fact, he created man and put man in the garden of Eden. Eden means pleasure. But enjoyment without God is the problem. Because Satan has a version of enjoyment he will give you to keep you away from the true riches. True enjoyment is with God. The blessing in, in Proverbs. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and it addeth, it adds no sorrow. That's right. So sorrow is not God's problem. Anything that is bringing you sorrow in life, it is not of God. Even suffering, listen, the suffering that is making you sorrowful, it is not good. If you claim to be suffering for Christ, suffering for Christ is enjoyable. <laughs> suffering for Christ said, I rejoice in my suffering. Colossians 1, 24. I rejoice in my suffering for you. So suffering for God's cause, actually it's just like pregnancy. Mrs. Kamara, Mrs. Kamara, come, come please. Is it, is it burdensome? If it's bad, it's so weird. It's not every suffering that is sorrowful. It's not every suffering. When a woman is having um, morning sickness, it's, it can, some of it can be very severe, but really, she's not so worried. The only worry is, worry is that I don't want, I want the baby to be stable. Labor can be intense. So, what I'm trying to say is that you claim to be suffering for Christ and because of that it's showing on your faith your face is really not suffering for Christ what what offering are you giving that is making you so morose it is that offering is not for Christ no suffering for Christ is sorrowful because God, God does not like a sorrowful worship. He doesn't accept it. The kind of worship and sacrifice he accepts is a joyful sacrifice. A joyful and a cheerful. He said, because you did not serve me with gladness. Deuteronomy chapter um, 28 verse 47. Because you did not serve me with gladness, you, you will serve your enemies. Did you see that? So gladness. Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. So he says, tell them not to put their confidence and trust in uncertain riches, but they should put their confidence and trust in God who gives us all things richly to enjoy, not endure, to enjoy. May God give you grace to enjoy your marriage. May God give you grace to enjoy your children. So genuine worship, genuine, this is a good point, genuine worship is joyful. Genuine worship is joyful. That's why we come and we sing. Those who haven't had encounters with God, they find it difficult to sing unto God. Rejoicing in God is so essential, is so cardinal, is so critical to receiving from God. Some people are praying and praying and not receiving because they are not joyful in God. When you know, when you let David say, David was sitting in the wilderness and playing music for God. Lord, I love you. God said, I want this one to be a king of our people. Because he knew how to 
sing to God. Ephesians says that singing and making melodies in your heart unto the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19. It says that speaking to one another in sounds, hymn, and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies in your heart. So that party that is godless is where the problem is, but it's not the enjoyment. Do you see the difference? A godless party is a burden to any Christian. Can there be a godless party? Yes. Many. Joyful. Peaceful. Hallelujah. So, it says put your trust in God. Tell someone put your trust in God. Because before I go any further, I want, you, I want to establish the fact that God wants you well. He wants, he means it to be well with you. So if you put your trust in him, keep your trust in him, it shall come to pass. It shall be well with you. Now, we understand that faith is cardinal and crucial in relationship with God. That's why it says that put not your trust in riches, uncertain riches, but in God who gives us all things richly to enjoy. So you have to put your trust in God to continue the supplies. As soon as, as, soon as your trust shifts from God to something else, you stop the continuum or you stop the flow of supply, divine supply. God does not work, watch this, this is a good point. God does not work because someone is in need. God works because someone is in faith. It's not every step of faith you can explain to people. You just cannot explain to people for them to accept or understand every step of faith. There are people who, ho, 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 whose Christianity is predicated on certain moral codes. So in the morning, I'll wake up and come and, you are my neighbor, I'll mourn your lawn for you. That kind of Christianity. I'm coming to wash your car for you. Niceness, niceness, being nice to people. Many people think that is what God requires of us. You will go to hell in spite of that. Does that mean it's not necessary? It's good. Any common sense tells you, even it's good. It's just nice to be nice. It's just basic. But salvation is not a function of niceness to people or niceness in life. Salvation is a function of faith in God and in the finished work of Christ. That's what determines salvation. Salvation is a pure function of faith in God. So he says that Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, it says that for by grace are you saved. How did that happen? Through faith. By grace are you saved through faith. Someone shout faith. Faith. So if God is going to do anything for you or if you're going to get anything from God or you're going to have any meaningful relationship with God, it's a function of your faith. Your faith is what makes what God has in stock for you happen. 
So what I'm trying to say is, you can behave nice, 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 and all that there is to you is about nice behavior, but faithlessness, you still, God is not, you're not going anywhere with God. It first of all starts with faith in God. So then if your nice behavior is, is born on the back of your faith in God, then you can say that God is involved. So you are doing it because of your faith in God, not because people will see you are a nice person. <laughs> that is religion. You are joking. God doesn't care. People will be clapping for you, and you are still on the elevator going down to hell. They are clapping for you. They are clapping for you. <laughs> for God so loved the world that he gave, whosoever believes. All right, so it's important to understand that it takes faith to go any far with God or any further with God. Abraham was a man of faith. So he actually is called the father of us all who are of faith. So Galatians chapter 3, it talks, I think verse 9, verse 8 and 9, it talks about how, so those which be of faith, the same are blessed with father children. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. So what was unique about Abraham was not his riches, was not his niceness, was not the fact that he was able to have a child at the age of 100 years, was not his, his, um, his ability to fight kings and over, uh, or defeat them. All those things were, that was not the nice, the, the unique thing about Abraham. The unique thing about Abraham was his faith. Abraham believed. Now, Jacob, Isaac was a man of faith. The Bible says that by faith, Isaac, by faith, Abraham. So, and Jacob, the very interesting thing I want to draw your attention to in Genesis chapter 20, 47. Genesis chapter 47, verse 29. There is a door of favor opening for somebody this way. The, this first week of October, I can sense in my spirit that somebody is receiving a, a favor. The time, verse 29, and the time drew, I'm reading from King James, and the time drew nigh that Israel must die. Say, Israel must die. Because everybody who lives dies. And he called his son Joseph and said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and deal kindly and truly with me. Bury me not, I pray thee, in Egypt, but I will lie, but I will lie with my fathers, and thou shalt carry me out of Egypt. Say, thou shalt carry me out of Egypt. Thou shalt carry me out of Egypt. Would you mind indulging me talk a little bit about Jacob? I want to talk a little bit about Jacob. Jacob, Jacob was a, an interesting man. He was, from the time he arrived from his mother's womb, he knew how to get things done by himself. So when he was being born, even he, when he was in the womb, he was fighting to be the first, to be the first, to be the first. And when they were born, he was holding the heel of his brother. He, he knew how to get this done. So he managed to get the blessing from his father. He ran away from his brother. He went to his uncle Laban. He went to his uncle Laban. And his uncle Laban said, you, I'm a tight guy. I will show you where power lies. He said, I'm going to marry. He said, I'll marry Rachel. Laban said, you are, you are joking. 
when after seven years, it took seven years or too long for, for Jacob to accept. He said, no problem, I'll work for seven years. After seven years, he tricked him and gave him Leah. And then he said, also another seven years, he said, I'll work. He managed and so he knew how to get things. But after all that, he's gotten all his children, he left his uncle and he, he was able to outsmart his uncle. His uncle's business was not doing well. His business was flourishing. Even though his uncle set him up to fail, changed his wages 10 times. Can you imagine? They change your wages 10 times. They say, okay, we have signed a contract. You'll be paid um, 5,000 pounds a month. After the first month, they say, we think it's too much. So they change it to 4,500. And then after that one, they say, no, I think you are, you are, you, you're getting too much. They change it to 4,000. May that not be your story? Yeah. So, I mean, he, was, he was working with such a crook, but he was able to get more money than the crook. So, so, so that, that's Jacob. Jacob knew how to get things done. And then so when he left Laban, he was going to meet his brother and he was told his brother was coming with an army to come and attack him. He was afraid. He said, okay, let me strategize. He divided the team. Half go here, half come. If they kill this one, this one will leave. They kill this one. So Jacob knew how. He didn't pray about it. Thereafter, he drove everybody. Then he went to God to go and pray. God said, you, you are too strong. God said, you are too strong. God said, you are too strong. So as he fought with God, God said, you are too strong. And mm. God, the strongest part joint in your body is here. Mm. And so God said, you are too strong. And God gave him a, a blow and disconnected mm. the place. And God said, your human strength is too much. I want to let you know how to learn, walk, move forward depending on something. Mm. So from, thank you, sir. Please clap for pastor. So from that time, Genesis chapter 32, Verse 31, he, from that time, he was always walking. And as he passed over, Penuel, uh, over Pe, uh, Penuel, the sun arose upon him and he halted. Well, other translation said he limped. He was limping. Who, what happened? I met God, I had an encounter. Hey, and I thought God is a God of healing. Yeah, this why he, he, he actually hurt me. He didn't heal me. <laughs> Because sometimes it's good. God will just have to deal with something in your life so you can let, you are forced to look up to him. If he wants to take, take you further. But if he's not going anywhere with you, just leave you. But if he's going somewhere with you, train. So Jacob was dislocated and then guess what? His son he loved was taken away from him. What's happening to Jacob? His, the wife he worked for 14 years died. After he died, his son was taken away from him. Then famine comes. What's happening to Jacob? God was taking away all his human strength. And guess what? Now, before he died, this man was so much full of God that he had to, he knew how to just depend on God and be a blessing to people. I thought that would have been enough. Do you know what? It wasn't enough. God was target. God wanted to kill him completely. <laughs> Not to we read. Genesis chapter 47, verse 29. Look at this. He said, When the time drew near for Israel to die, he had to die. He must die. But do you know there was still work to be, to be done? What was the work? Huh? No, 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 no. It's in the text. Now he had to depend on someone to do it for him. Please. Kindly and truly, uh, uh, deal kindly and truly, put your hand under my thigh. That's where the God hit him. He has learned 
how not to depend on strength. Say, now, where God has hit me and I've been living, put your hand there, which is a sign that I have learned how to depend on God. And vow to me that you deal kindly with me and truly with me. Please do not bury me in Egypt. When I die, something still needs to be done. But I want to. How many of you know Joseph was a type of Jesus? Joseph was representing grace. So now he had to depend on the grace of God for his future. So he called just no his other sons. Joseph, who was a type of Christ, please, I commit my future into your hands. When I die, make sure I'm not. Because now God has brought me to a place where I can't, de- I can't do anything for myself again. But depend on the grace of God to do it for me. So, Jacob learned how to depend on grace. So when he was about to die, right, go to the next verse, the last verse, the last verse. And he says that, then he said, swear to me that, um, so Israel bowed, so Israel bowed himself on the head of the bed. When he brought Jacob to give him the instruction, and the next verse says that when he heard that his, Jacob was coming with his sons, he managed to gather himself. But he bowed himself on the head of the bed. Because he was dying, the guy was going. All energy was gone. But according to Hebrews, this act was, he, re, he, he leaned on his staff. So Hebrews chapter 11, verse 21. Hebrews eleven twenty-one. Let's all read it out loud from the screen. Let's go. Some of you are not reading it. Let's all read, please. Leaning on the top of the staff. The staff he had to depend on. It said, so by saying, he said, God is my shepherd. Actually, he said it in chapter 48, verse 15, that God is my shepherd. So leaning on the staff, depending on God who has been keeping me, guiding me in all my journey. He, by faith, this is where I want to draw attention to. Let me go. By faith, he, he, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's son and, and what? Worship. I can't hear you. Worship. And what? Worship. What state was he in when he worshipped? By faith, when he was dying, he still was worshipping. He wasn't like, ow. <laughs> Ow. Oh God. Why? He, he was singing. He was singing. I love you, Lord. Jacob, by faith, when he was dying, he was worshiping. Some people, if they clamp their car, they say, I won't go to church. <laughs> Some people say, what I'm going through because we really don't have to know. <laughs> you who are saying you don't know what I'm going through, the one you are telling, do you know what they are going through? <laughs> do you know what they are going through? You are bleeding. Your little toe has been, uh, is, is just broken or cut and bleeding. So you are in A and E. But somebody has been in hospital for three weeks. And the doctor said they can't trace their blood. They don't know what's going on. So you're, you are bleeding. So you think yours is very... A&E doesn't mean your situation is that bad, though. <laughs> it's just it's an emergency. 
are people, they may not be intensive care. Yeah. Or they, they may even be walking, going home and coming. But the doctor said what we have seen, we have to do different tests because likely you have six weeks to live. And they are going and coming because you are in emergency. Everything must stop. You are telling me, you don't know my leg. I've just cut my leg. Oh, grab. <laughs> Jacob worshipped leaning on the staff. Worship leaning on the staff. He didn't have energy again, but he was still worshipping. That's a true worshipper. Yeah. 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 By faith, you can't do anything for God without faith. If you attempt to do anything for God without faith, you will be stopped somewhere on the way. Because Satan will supervise your, <laughs> your Brexit. Just <laughs> Satan will make sure you will continue. <clears throat> so, if you want to do anything for God, first of all, have faith in God. Faith in God. Other than that, you'll be tired. Just, some of us complain too much. We have to add complaint to your name. Oh. Uh, I wanted to tell you something. <laughs> Someone shout faith. faith. Right, let's go into the faith that speaks. So faith is so essential with how God can deal with you. There are two people I want to draw your attention to in Matthew chapter 8. One, Jesus doesn't respond to these people. One was... The response was in Matthew 8.13. Matthew, Matthew 8.13. Two categories of people. Matthew 8.13, Jesus, then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Jesus said, go your way as you have believed, let it be done. Of what's oh, stop patting on the back? Well done. You've got it. All right, how about verse 26? 13 times 2. Yes. <laughs> but he said to them, Why are you so fear? Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the seas, and there was a great calm. So, what did what did that that these people do for Jesus to say to one? Well done. Mm-hmm. Let it be. And for you to say to the other one, what's wrong with you? Mm. Because they must have done something before. Yeah. So Jesus' response. And as, as I was checking, I realized that it wasn't so much what they did. Let's look at the verse before this one. 25. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. So, Pastor Philip, come and awake me. Please. <laughs> So Jesus was resting um, on the boat. I can use this one, isn't it? Yes. He was resting. Hey, he was in the boat resting. That boat must be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the pillow. I'm telling you. And then there was a storm. And he was still asleep. That place would be very comfortable. <laughs> so he was still asleep. Wake me. <laughs> Master. Master. Can you know that we die? And then he woke up. You think that's all they did? And what did they do again? So they woke him up. Why did they have to wake him up? Sorry? Why did they have to wake him up? No, they woke him up and did something to him. They woke him up and what did they... So when he woke up, what was wrong? 
And then they said, what did they say? Why should I save you? Hey. So they said, we are dying. That was the key thing. It wasn't the waking up. Because you can wake someone to eat, up to eat. Don't you? You can wake someone up to watch, oh, watch, watch, watch that, that, that move. You can wake. This one, they woke him up to tell him something. And you know what they said? Hey! We are dying! Hey! Hey! So they didn't just say, see, some of you think that, come this way. Master, Master, oh, um, we are, it looks like we are perished. No, no, no. That's not fear. Yeah. Master, we are perishing. Very erratic. Very erratic. Uh, I hope your seat is okay. okay. Yeah, it's, it's not um, <laughs> Now let's look at the other gentleman. Chapter, verse 8. Verse 8. The centurion answered and said, Jesus said, I'm coming home. He said to Jesus, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come to under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant shall be healed. What? The next verse. For I'm under authority. I'm, I'm a man under authority. I say to this one, go, and this one, I can't. Okay, go to the next verse. Let me show you something. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who follow, as surely I say unto you, I have not found such great faith. Now, what was his faith? No. What was the manifestation of the faith? Just, just what he said. Just what he said. These other guys, they woke him up and said. And then when you, this guy said, those guys said, and he patted this guy for what he said. And he just said, this is faith. He said, I'm not, Jesus, I said, I said, when Jesus, he said, he said, I said to you, I surely, I, I said to you, I have not found such what? What has the man done? What he said was manifestation of faith. Faith will always speak. Faith will always speak. You want to know who has faith? Watch what they are saying. Listen to people when they talk. That will tell you what faith they have. So when they spoke, Jesus said, ha, you said that? This faith. Jesus saw the face I've never seen. How did he see the faith? They're talking. They're talking. And he said, well, let it be done unto you as you have believed. And the miracle happened instantly. Yeah. 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 While the other guy, he said, you guys, what's wrong with you? And he got up to do it. He rebuked the storm. Hmm. Not because of their faith. Faith will speak. Listen, faith is not just wishing. Right. I'm hoping. Hmm. You let me try now. No! Listen. Who, 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 who? Hey. Romans, that thing is coming. How much time have I got? 20, 15 minutes, 20. Let me just. Because somebody's faith must come alive. Yeah. Listen, if your faith comes alive, Satan is losing. Yes. The only thing Satan can use against you is your unbelief. It's a serious statement I just made. The only thing Satan can use against you and make it work against you is your unbelief. Oh, how about the bad things I've done? I said your unbelief. Your unbelief. Your bad things, most of them are a function of your unbelief. If I'm not supposed to be 
eating this and I eat it. That means that they tell me don't eat this. If I believe that not eating this, I'll still be okay. I wouldn't eat it. But I thought that I have to eat this to be okay. I'm not supposed to eat it, but I have to eat it to be okay. So my focus is being okay, not just the eating. What I get when I eat. The results of my actions is what my focus on, not just the action. If you let that man go, no one will marry you. But I know God said that I can't be in a, good, a bad relationship. Right. Uh, but God, you know, God, you should understand. Just, just touch his heart for me. <laughs> he is removing your heart. You are also saying, God, touch his heart. <laughs> so, faith. Now, in, in Romans chapter 10, verse 8, I think I would like us to read this from the screen. Verse 8. Let's all go. Let's read it. Let's go. Have faith in God. <laughs> Romans chapter 10, the verse number 8. It would be nice we all stay there. So just open your Bibles. Are you there? Yes. Let's all read from, let's all read from our Bibles or whatever. Let's go. For what does it say? The word is thee in your mouth and in your heart. The word of faith which we preach. So there, there it says, he calls it the word of faith. Say the word of faith. Say the word of faith. Faith is word related. So how does faith come? Verse 17 on this. How does faith come? By hearing. How does faith come? By hearing. Let's all read it. Let, let's, let's go. Louder again. Some of you are not reading. Why? Let's read it all together. Let's go. So that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith works by speaking the word you have heard. Faith comes by hearing. Faith works by speaking. So in the verse 8, he said, what does it say? The word, what does it say? The word is near you. Where? In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. What he's trying to say is that whatever you are saying, for it to be genuine faith, must resonate, resonate uh, and agree with what is in your heart. You can't be having something in your heart and saying something else and say that's faith. No, faith is not just mere talk. It is heart talk. Heart, it's coming from the heart based on the word that has entered the heart. So when you believe in God's word, from your heart you speak the word you have believed. That is faith. And faith, heaven respects faith. This is what my mother didn't tell me. My mother was always going to church. So I grew up in church environment. And, and my mother, very religious, very good. But she, what she didn't tell me is that, and because she didn't know, that God does not respond just to crying. He reacts to faith. Instead of crying, you can faith. 
and God react. <laughs> you know where God will be moving most if he re- re- reacts to crying and need Somalia. <laughs> and uh, the other place, um, where there's war, near Africa, the Horn of Africa, that place. No, 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 no. Oh, this Saudi Arabia and people are fighting there. Yemen, Yemen, Yemen. God will be moving in Yemen very well. Because people are in need. Cholera outbreak. Seriously. So that is why people say, if there is God, why are people suffering? If you want to start with that, the sufferings you have caused, you for your former girlfriend, see what you did to her. You should ask that question first. And you dare God, God, strike me. Let me let me have a liver, a liver disease if you are there. The way I've treated, I've maltreated this girl. Some girlfriends would like that, isn't it? <laughs> Ex-girlfriends. The way I've cheated, I've treated this woman. The way I've treated this uh, 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 stepdaughter. You forgotten about all that, and you have the unmitigated, unashamed audacity to say, if there is God, why are people suffering? But you have caused a lot of people suffering. You have participated in creating lots of suffering for people. When you were changing the figures, people are buying from you and you are selling the writing. You go and buy it from China and you put, pretend it is from Germany. <laughs> you should be the last person to come and ask, if there is God, why are people suffering? You should be asking, if there is God, why hasn't he killed me and I'm causing people suffering? If you are a man, ask that question. You are working in the city, changing figures and affecting people's lives. Smoking uh, uh, all kinds of stuff and taking coke. And you have the audacity to say, if there is God, all this crap, if there is God. That's your pomposity. God doesn't owe you any proof. You will die to find out and realize that God is real. You are just proud. And God has not had time for you. He has reserved a certain day. He will deal with you. (laughs) But the truth is, God reacts to faith, not to suffering. Remember that. Remember that. God reacts to faith, not to suffering. Because there are people who suffer just like everybody. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't do anything. But you do it for some other people who have faith. I pray that you grow in faith. Amen. Now, for your faith to work, it must be a speaking faith. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, it says that as it is written, I believe there we oh my God. And since we have the same spirit of faith, someone say spirit of faith. Shout spirit of faith. Shout spirit of faith. Faith is a spirit. It's a spirit. It's not some mental exercise. Positive thing, positive thinking. You know there's a difference between boldness and bold face. Some people have bold face. They have bold face. They look very formidable. So they hear there is a rat. <laughs> boldness is different from bold face. 
necessary to understand that God reacts to faith. Faith is the spirit. It's not some mental exercise. Faith comes by hearing. See, the one, that's why you must be concerned about pastors who don't preach from the Bible. They are killing people. Because, you see, God can't help anyone without God's word. So, a pastor must be a master of God's word. A pastor, master, God's word. To a certain dimension. So, when you open your mouth and you speak to people, it is the word you are speaking to them. So that when the word hits them, it hits their heart, faith can be born. And then when faith is born, God can be manifested. But that pastor who wants you to believe that me, I am the one who is God's assistant. (laughs) You just, anything I say, that's it. Come, I'll pray for you. Come, I'll pray. We are managing to raise people who who don't have a relationship with God, but just depending on a certain man of God for their lifestyle or for their godly uh, supplies. Yeah. It is not Christianity. No, not We need to teach faith because faith comes by, according to um, Romans chapter 10, verse uh, uh, 17, faith comes by hearing of the word of God. We need to preach the word. Say, preach the word. Preach the word. The word must be preached for someone to have something to say. Because, oh, according to John chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And faith is a spirit, the spirit of faith. So for you to have faith, you must have it from God's word because the word is a spirit. So he said, he said, said we, as it's written, Ephesians, sorry, first, second Corinthians chapter 4, verse, verse 13, as written, we have the spirit, since it, it has, we have the same spirit of faith, according as it's written, I believe, therefore, I spoke. I believed, therefore, I spoke. We also believe, and therefore, speak. We have, met, we have entered a glorious month. Amen. The last three months of this year, you have to reign through speaking. I came to, I came to give you the master key for having authority and audacity. Reign through speaking, but don't just speak your wishes. Speak his word, which you believe. And sometimes conditions may be difficult, conditions may be contrary, but don't change your confession. Keep speaking the word. Keep speaking the word. Keep speaking the word. Keep speaking the word. Your child is failing, but keep speaking the word. The child, the seed of the righteous is blessed. The seed of the righteous is blessed. You are in pain. Keep speaking. The Lord is my healer. 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 You feel, you feel that situations are so bad in your health. Sometimes, how many of you know, sometimes you can feel so bad in your health, you know the devil is telling you you're about to die. You're about to die. You're about to die. You have to be able to look at death in the face or the trust of death and declare I shall not die, but I will live to declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die. Speak it out! 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 Yeah. 
what? Don't say God knows what is in my heart. He said, it's in the heart and it's in the mouth. Faith that saves is the faith that is coming from the heart and showing up in the mouth. You gotta speak out. I want to I want to debunk that fake Christianity people have believed. You have to take responsibility with your work with God. Abraham walked with God. They walked with God. When Abraham was sending his servant to go and get a wife for his son Isaac, he said, when you go, Genesis chapter 24, verse 40. He said, my master told me when I come. He said, but how would I know? He said, go because the God, I, the God, he said that the Lord before whom I walk. God has, Abraham has been walking before God. So he sent his servant, go and get a wife for, for my son. The servant was saying, how can I get? He said, don't go. Don't worry. The, the God before whom I walk. Walk before God and begin to speak out. Begin to. Some of us, we don't have confidence in God. That's why he's showing in your talking. You have more confidence in the doctor. You have more confidence in the, confidence in the government. You have more confidence in the report. You have more confidence in the economic situation. But if you can have confidence in what I'm trying to say is don't say me, I believe and be quiet. Hey, don't do that. Speak what you believe. Speak what you believe. Speak what you believe. Speak what you believe. Yes. Yes. Speak what you believe. Because when you believe what God has said and you speak it, you are releasing God's creative power. So it doesn't matter what is not there as you speak. Let me show you Jesus, how Jesus did it, and then we close. Are you interested in knowing what Jesus did? In Mark chapter 11, verse 17, Bagara Satakayash. Magada Bada 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 Baba. Anisa Mobis. Then, Mark eleven seventeen. Go to the next verse. Verse 18. And then, the scribes and the chiefs. Uh, all right, let's go to the 19. I want to show you this. I should, I should have started before seven. When evening had come, he went out of the city. Okay, the next verse. And now, in the morning, as the, okay, keep from 15 so that it can, it can make sense, okay? Go to 15. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out demons. I like that bit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that bit. It's nice to drive out demons. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to drive out demons. Listen, if you're a Christian and you move to a new home, don't be afraid. Yes, sir. Pray about the place. Drive out demons. They say it's a haunted home, but you are you have also come to haunt it. You hunted, you hunted for a house. And then you found the house, they say it's a haunted room. And so what? I will the haunted room. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, we, we have too many faithless believers. You watch your marriage is go your marriage is going down and you won't speak. I'm not saying go for a go to a counselor. Speak out what God has said. And so back it with your behavior, okay? Because some of us all right. 
And he began to cast out those who, the next verse, verse 16. And he will not allow, all right. Okay, I think it's verse 11 I'm looking for, I'm sorry. Verse 11. And Jesus went to Jerusalem. Is it verse 11? Yeah. So when you are ready, okay, okay, go to the next verse, verse 12. Now the next day, when he had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. This is what I was looking for. He was hungry. He was hungry. Go to the next verse. And seen from afar a fig tree having leaves. The tree had leaves. Okay. Which was very promising. He came to the and when he uh, and uh, and went to see if perhaps he would find something on it because he was hungry. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. I don't entertain excuses. Wow. I am hungry. There must be delivery. Jesus Christ does not take fruitlessness lightly. Listen to me. Listen. I want to say this. Let me look at your eye directly. Hey, listen. For those of you whose credential or resume, those of you whose credential, Christian credentials have been me, I've been a Christian for a long time. Please, please, with God, it's not the longevity. Activities. Uh, Methuselah doesn't count. Yeah. It's Enoch who counts. Mm. Yes. What, 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 what do I mean? You have been in church, you are making. Like, sometimes people, you, they say, oh, but you, I taught you Christianity. Yeah. And you want to use your longevity to intimidate my fruitfulness. Mm. In Christianity, it is fruitfulness that counts, not longevity. Some of us, we are not useful in the hands of God at all. I challenge you. What have you done to add to the church? Mm-hmm. Oh, but you don't know. I've been with, I'm, I've been claiming my neighbor's loan. Anybody at all can do that. <laughs> Jesus didn't die for your neighbor's lungs. Lawn or garden. Jesus died for the church. Yes. Ephesians chapter 5. He died for the church. And what you do for the church is what he counts. He said, he wants you to be fruitful. I am happy to challenge you. On, your, on the fact of your Christian fruitfulness. Stop making noise about how long you have been in church and start concentrating on how fruitful you are in church. Oh, you are not receiving it. I'll say it even louder then. Pastor, I'm not happy about what you said. I'll, I'll even say it louder. You, you are useless if you are fruitless. Useless in the, you don't like it, I'll say it again. You are useless in the hands of God if you are fruitless in the church. Yes, I'm not expecting everybody to clap. <laughs> How can you be saying these things? People have left their homes. They want to hear the word of God. Yes, that's the word of God. That's why I can't toy. Because I'm, I'm not a politician. I'm not looking for votes. No. I'm, I'm working so that when you get to heaven, you are happy. 
because your car will not follow you to heaven. Your house, your nice shoe. You came to church with such a nice shoe, nice hairstyle, but you are fruitless. You have been born again seven years now, and we can't see, you can't count any fruit you have left in God's house. <laughs> Barrenness. No! He blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. The blessing of God is for fruitfulness. Yes. Come on. My pastor, because of my, my lifestyle and whenever hey, you better find time. If you are so busy, you can't even feed your children. You are too busy. Yeah. Yeah. There must be balance. Yes. What kind of work is it that doesn't give you opportunity to breathe? Yeah. <laughs> you yes, thank you. It's a shackle. It's not a job. Yeah. It's bondage. Yeah. It's slavery, enslavement. Yeah. You are the, you are slave to money. Yes. Sir, there are so many people on the streets of London. Yeah. So many go to Victoria. Monday morning. Yeah. Tuesday morning. Yeah. On the tube. So many slaves of money. There's no allowance for God in their lives. No. And there are people who are Christians and they claim to be Christians and there's practically no allowance for God in their lives to, apart from Sunday morning. And even when they come, we must sing, sing the song they like. Yeah. We must preach the message they want to hear. We, we must play the tune they want to hear. Everything must be done to make them happy. As though they have gone to, as though they have gone to a theater. A show. That is the pornographic concept of Christianity. Yes. You are just watching for enjoyment, but you are not participating. Pornography, that's how it is. But God wants you to be involved. Yes. Get involved. Yes. Get involved. Yes. God said, come, come. Let's reason together. Let's do it together. Yes. No more encouragement for pornographic Christianity. Yes. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, you know what I'm happy about? I'm happy God has given me the audacity. When I was going to preach, I knew God told me, today I'm going to speak to the world. So you think it's about you. It's about God and God's plan for human beings. Be fruitful. You have, you have been called to be fruitful. John chapter 15, he said, you did not call me. I called you, John 15, 16, I called you to bear fruit that your fruits will remain. Your fruits will remain. I said the other time, in the book, Synoptic Gospels, theologians call Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there is nowhere. God, Jesus told them, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he said, go and preach, 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 preach. But in John, in John, he never he never told them to go and preach. He never said preach. He said be fruitful, be fruitful, be fruitful, be fruitful. So Jesus, Bible says that when God created man in his image and his likeness, and Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, and when God created them, then God blessed them, and God said be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful. Tell someone be fruitful. Be fruitful. 
first one. Not making money. It's good because you need money to live on earth. But after that, what, what next? God is going to judge us based on what we did so long as his assignment for our lives are concerned. Be fruitful. Jesus came to the fig tree and he didn't see tree. He said, hey, how dare you tell me, oh. <laughs> and seeing the fig tree came and when he came, he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for it was not there. Verse 14, verse 14, in, in response, Jesus responded to the tree. He responds to fruitful, fruitlessness. Jesus responded to the tree, uh, to, to, uh, Jesus and said to it, let no one eat food from you ever again. And the disciples heard it. Then verse 20, so let no one eat anything again. Now in the morning, as they passed, they saw the fig tree had dried up to the roots. Mm. Within 24 hours, yep. it has dried to the roots. And then Peter said, Master, <laughs> Master, look, the tree you cursed. Peter said, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. The fig tree has, the, the fig tree you cursed has withered away. And you know what Jesus said? He said, have faith in God. Is it why, what he did to that fig tree? Do you know why he did that? because of you and I, to teach us a lesson. Yeah. That was the lesson. First, have faith in God. And when you have faith in God, you know what happens. Go to the verse 23. But let's all read verse 22 together. Verse 22, 22, 22. Let's read. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Again, have faith in God. One more time. Have faith in God. Oh, shut it. Have faith in God. to do it this way. Lift up your right hand and say, I have faith in God. I have faith in God. Say it again. I have faith in God. So when you have faith in God, men in God, men don't determine your destiny. Right. Yeah. And you know, is, is it not God per se? It's your faith. Jesus said, be it unto you. So Jesus said, have faith in God. Now let's see what he said. Go to the next verse. Ah, time. He said, for assuredly I say to you, whosoever says to, and he pointed a certain mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says ah, will be done. He will have whatever he says. Think, think, pause. Jesus said, if you believe in your heart mm. and what is in your heart, mm. you say it, you shall have whatever you say based on God's word that has entered you. Mm. So that's what it means to have faith in God. Mm. How come you are telling me I have faith in God and I can't hear you speak? Satan has not, Bishop Edipo puts it this, this way, Satan had not heard you speak. That's why he has not stopped harassing you. Satan must hear you speak. Bible says that Satan was tempting him. And afterwards, when he was hungry, Satan came to him and he said, if you are the son of God, command this, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, verse 3, command this stone into bread. And then Jesus said, 
it is written. Jesus spoke back. And then he went, sat down, took him again. He said, if you are the son of God, jump from the, Jesus said, it is written. Then the third time, Satan comes again. He said, if you are the son of God, Jesus said, it is written. Satan actually even quotes back. He said, for it is written. Jesus, Jesus quoted, it is written. Then the verse 11, Matthew 4, 11, Satan liberty. <coughs> Satan hasn't heard you speaking. That's why he hasn't left. Wow. Wow. Then the devil left. You see, Satan will leave you. <laughs> I said, Satan is leaving your health. Satan is leaving your marriage. Satan is leaving your children. happen, he must hear you speak. Not once. You say it once and for all. No, once and again. Speak it. Speak it. Maintain your confession. Speak it. I shall not die but live to declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die. I am the head and not the tail. No, no. Your child is not supposed to be failing in school. If he's failing and he's always the tail of the class, let it be clear that there is a believer in this house. Don't be upset. Correct the child where you need to correct, but begin to speak into their destiny. You shall excel according to God's word. When they are going to school, you see the report. Say, no, this can't be for my child. I know this is what's coming, but it's changing. Report, you are changing. Report, you are changing. When you see medical report, look at the report. Speak to the report. Report, you are changing. Report, you are changing. Report. Some of you are looking for a prophet to prophesy about you. The devil is alive. Prophesy into your own situation. Prophesy into your own situation. He said, and I prophesied as I was commanded. Son of man, shall these bones leave? Son of man, shall these bones leave? He said, Lord, you know. And he said, prophesy to the dry bones and say to the bones, bones leave. And I prophesied as I was commanded. You have to learn how to prophesy. You have to learn how to speak the word of God. You have to learn how to speak the word to your situation. Don't remain silent. Don't remain quiet. Speak the word. Speak the word. Have you got anything to say? Their word. There was a time they were on the high seas. It's like you almost dipped into my message. They were on the high seas in Acts chapter 27. And Bible says, my Bible says, there was a shipwreck. And for 14 days, they didn't see night nor day. And they were they are not eating anything. In Acts chapter 27, reading from verse 20. Kapata katakatakaya. Rapakatakatata. Now, now, when neither sun nor star appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us. All hope that we will be saved was finally given up. Think about it. Hope that we will be saved was finally given up. So all of us, we can tell there's no hope. They didn't know where the ship was. They didn't know where it was heading. But tempest, it was dark. Tempest was beating upon the ship. Beating left to right. And all hope was gone. Listen to what happened. Verse 21. But after a long abstinence from food, Then Paul stood in the midst of all of them. You keep quiet in your family. Your family boat is sinking. They need a believer to rise up and speak. Paul 
stood in their midst and said, Men, you should have listened to me. He referred them. He knew the situation. You should have listened to me and I've not sailed. You should have said, so you should, that's the problem. You should have listened. I told you you shouldn't go in. But now, look at the next verse. That's what I want. I'm not interested in the other one. He said, And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life amongst you, but only the ship. Listen, how can we be in the ship? and the ship will be destroyed, but we are saved. It's the ship that is carrying us on the water. Now you are telling me there will be no loss of water, a life, but there will be loss of ship. So are we going to be swimming? What's going to happen? On the high seas, when all hope that will be saved was lost, Paul stood in the midst of them. He didn't hide in, he didn't hide in the toilet and call somebody and um, you know, just say, I'm thinking, no, he stood in the midst of them and he said, I, and he said, I'm telling you, there will be no loss of life. I'm telling my family, there will be no loss of life. I stand here as a prophet of God. Between now and the end of the year, there will be no loss of life. There will be no loss of life. You shall not be hospitalized except for delivery and baby purposes. I stand here as the prophet of God and I prophesy over your life. There will not be loss of life. It shall be well with you. I prophesy. I prophesy. So shall it be. You are ready to speak out. On Tuesday, you are ready to speak out. Shout yes! God gave you your mouth to speak, not just to eat. Satan told Jesus, turn the, the stone, start eating. He said, I'm not eating, I'm speaking. Because man must not live by the mouth is not only for eating, the mouth is for the word. The mouth is for the word. The mouth is for the word. I don't know why you are not speaking the word. You don't need to have theology, you don't need to know everything. One thing you know that Jesus saves, one thing you know from God's word. If God's word says it and you can believe it, then when you speak it, it shall happen. Shout, Lord, I believe. You, when we say, say it, you stand there. I believe. It's, it's the religious people who come to church, like the, you take your car to the garage for it to be, they work on the car, the car drives back. No. In churches, you come to have a meeting. You come to have a meeting. So, not just the people, but with God, get involved. Talk back to God. Don't just be listening, but speaking to God. Commune with God in your heart. When we say shout, shout it. When we say jump, jump. When we say say I believe, shout, I believe. Someone who believes, shout, Lord, I believe. Shout, Lord, I believe. I feel the power of God in the house. I see miracles in the house. I see breakthroughs in the house. Supernatural move of God in the house. It is happening for somebody. It is happening for somebody. If I be a prophet, I release your miracle. I release your testimony. I release your breakthrough. Receive.
Jesus said, Assuredly, I say unto you that whoever shall say, shall say, put it back on it. Whoever, not a pastor, not a prophet, whoever, 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 whoever says, watch this, watch this. Whoever says, he shall have whatever he says. Whoever says, shall have whatever he says. Whoever says, you see how damaging religious Christianity have done to many of us? Oh, the prophet must speak and that's it. No, you must speak. Sometimes you may not meet a prophet, but you must prophesy. Come God created us to speak. That's why he said, let us make all the things. He said, let there be. Let there be. But when he got to man, he said, let us make man in our own image so that they can be speaking. Because the word of faith, it comes by word and it works by word. The word of faith. Let me finish this text in, in, in Acts 27. Paul said, that thing is serious, Pastor. This man, in the, see, some of us, we can't speak. You must get to the stage where you tell everybody in the family, quiet. Quiet. Yes, sir. Enough is enough. Yeah. We are not burying this family member. Yeah. They will tell you, what do you know? Yeah. Do you know what the doctor is saying? Tell them that I said we are not burying her. I said we are not burying anything. Not by might, not by power, but by the word of God. I said we are not burying anybody. Then they will ask you, who do you think you are? You tell them you'll find out very soon. Some of us are so much so much afraid of unbelievers or if not unbelievers carnal religious Christians who don't have anything to say because there's no word in their heart and they don't understand how God works God works by faith so Paul this is your say Paul it was different if maybe he saw the shores. So, okay, there's light coming. Right. And I say, guys, you see? No. When still there was no light, darkness, in the midst of it, Bible said he stood in their midst and said, you should have listened to me. But no, no, do you know what? I'm telling you, watch this. He said, I'm telling you, there will not be loss of life but the ship. Meanwhile, he was talking to people who knew, not thought, they knew that all hope was gone. Experienced sailors, including the master of the ship, and it says that there will not be but the ship. Look at the next verse, verse 23. For this to, what, 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 
Paul, why are you saying this? Why, why are you talking like this? Why are you talking about? He said, for there stood by me tonight the angel of God, who I, uh, whom I belong, and to whom I belong, whom I serve. You see, it's good to serve God. You see, it's good to serve God. He says, listen, if you are here, never make a pastor's work difficult by making him feel that he needs you. The devil is a liar. That is Satan's plan to destroy your life. Yes, sometimes pastors behave like they are so needy. You know a pastor, he's always asking for money from you. Borrow me this. Borrow me this. You have a concern. But you know the hand of the Lord is on his life. You know the word of the Lord is on his life life. Ignore the idiosyncrasies. Ignore the human side and believe that this man God can use him to help me. Some of us think that when you come to church you are doing a pastor a favor. That is why I talk the way I talk. You need me my preaching to survive in the days ahead. I am telling you. I am telling you. I come to you as a messenger of God. I come to you as an angel of God to give you the audacity so that in the midst of the shipwreck, in the midst of hopelessness, you can say, the angel of the Lord stood by me and told me, the God whom I serve, I stand here as an angel from God. I stand here as a prophet from God. And I speak to you, it shall be well with you. 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 If you believe, shall Lord, I believe. It, it is certainly nice to have you in church. But your absence wouldn't stop the work. Do you know what Monday is coming with? You dare not enter Monday wordlessness with wordlessness. You dare not enter October without a word from God. It's a risk. It's a risk. Because Satan is bound to show up somewhere along the line. And he sent me with a word for you to deal with October. A word for you to tackle November. A word for you to tackle December. Let me finish this. And Paul, put it back on the screen. Takadrasha. Paul said, the angel of God, whom, to whom I belong and whom I serve. That's where it starts from. When I finish, I'll give somebody the opportunity to say, Lord, I want to belong to you. Listen. Me living in the United Kingdom, spiritually, is helping this country. But, 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 let's put spiritual, let's say not spiritual. Physically, yeah. My being here is not boosting the economy or collapsing the economy. So somebody can choose me, I'm not going to UK. You are so poor, not going to UK, it doesn't affect the government. So what makes you think that you with your poverty can make a difference financially in UK? Life, you can't, most of us can't even put life together. And you think the church needs you to survive? Oh, Satan has deceived you. Satan has spoken to you. He wants to destroy you. 
You need the word from God. What? Watch, watch this. What you need is not prayer. No. That we pray for you. No. You need a word that can make you stand on your feet. You need a word. Tap someone and tell the person you need a word from God. Do you know why? Do you know why? Some of us, you try and go and stand in the midst of some family members or some colleagues and tell them that, don't worry, the business is not going down. What makes you say what you say? Before you say that, you must have a backbone. So Paul said, the reason why I'm telling you is, tonight, for there stood by me, this night, an angel from the Lord. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. And he told me, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you and all those who sail with you. God has, uh, God, indeed, God has granted you all those who say, the people who are traveling with you, they are in your care. Yeah. 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 Pastor, why are you talking like this? Because the angel of the Lord stood by me. That's why I called the young lady and laid my hands on her. He has given me the authority, audacity, and the mandate to undo the work of the devil. Don't leave, don't leave the place of um, safety and go to where you don't know what lies ahead. Don't leave the place of safety. For some of us, listen, those of you who have been around a little longer, I'm a pastor who is not desperate for church members. I'm really desperate for Holy Ghost. Because, listen, it's like a bus driver. Right. It's, not, it's not the people, the passengers on the bus that determine salary. No. <laughs> no. I'm telling you. I work hard. What gives me greater joy is your miracle. Yeah. That sister stood here. They say you will need blood transfusion. She dragged herself to church. And after church, Pastor Frank was there. Pastor... Charles was there. I prayed. Yeah. That, that woman, the lady. Yeah. I prayed for her. Yeah. yeah. And then when I prayed for her, I told Akwesi, let her do the summary of the message. She did the recording. Today, God servant spoke. When I go home late at night, she sent a text that we have been asked to report back to the hospital. I didn't call her back. Do you know why? I knew I had prayed for her. Right. Yeah. I knew I had prayed for her. You can't come. You can't come and serve God. Do a recording to bless people, and then finish and go and lie in hospital. The devil is a liar. Not under our watch. Not under our watch. Not under our watch. Not under our watch. Because we serve a living God. Shout yes, Lord. See, Paul said. See what Paul said. Shakatakataya. <laughs> to say? Have you got anything to say? Right now he says that do not be afraid. That's what the angel told Paul. 
Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with him. Go to the next verse. Now, this is what Paul said. Say, therefore. therefore. Say, therefore. therefore. So, therefore, take heart. He told them, chill out, chill out, relax. Because God has told me. That's why I'm saying it. But if you don't say it, if you don't say it, what God has said cannot happen. Somebody has to open your mouth and say it. So Paul said, I have got something to say in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the crisis. I have something to say. Have you got anything to say? What have you got to say? Paul said, man, for I believe God that it will be to me just as it was told me. That is why I am speaking to you. Speaking faith. You got to speak it out. You got to speak it out. You cannot end up in hospital. Your marriage is not breaking down. Sister, brother, you got to speak it out. Shout, I believe God. That is what faith is about. Yes. It's the faith that speaks. Yes. Even when everything is gloomy, all hope is gone. It's faith will keep speaking what the word has said. Faith will still be declaring the word. Speak the word. Sister, don't be afraid. That pain you're having in your body, it happens to people. And some ended up on the theater table. But you are different from them. Do you know why? Because I believe God. People lose their jobs. They are losing their houses. There are five of you in the same company. The company closed down. Four of your colleagues have not got a job and they have lost their houses. And they are telling you, so when are you losing your house? Tell them, I can't lose my house. I may not have the money, but I'm keeping the house. Why? Because I believe. Don't stay there and say, oh, I don't even know. I don't know what will happen. Maybe I'm have to plan. If it happens, hey, hey, hey. Before you start planning, start speaking. Start speaking first. Start speaking first. Start speaking first. Start speaking first. Speak your faith. Speak your faith. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. I am here to tell somebody, don't be afraid. God is fighting for you. Don't be afraid. God is with you. Don't be afraid. Heaven will help you. Don't be afraid. I am here to tell somebody, God is on your side. Heaven is on your side. Heaven is fighting for you. Your miracle is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Your testimony is coming. Your marriage is coming. It is happening for you. Don't be afraid. Believe God. Speak it out. Don't be afraid. Believe God and speak it out. Don't be afraid. Believe God and speak it out. Speak it out. Speak it out. Give the Lord a shout. Move to seven people. 
touch them and tell them, I believe God. Come on, come on, come on. Rise up from your seat. Don't be shy. Don't be ashamed. Rise up from your seat. If you have faith, move to somebody. Tell them, I believe God. 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 For my marriage, I believe God. For my children, I believe God. For my houses, I believe God. For my finances, I believe God. For my health, I believe God. For my job, I believe God. For my marriage, I believe God. For my education, I believe God. For my children, I believe God. For the scholarship, I believe God. For my status, I believe God. I believe God. Shout, I believe God. If you miss a call from the hospital, don't be worried. Say, I believe God. I believe God. Some of us, we go to the doctors and they tell us everything they want to say. And you are quiet. In fact, somebody was telling me recently, the doctor said, the doctor said, you have to go through surgery. She said, no, that's not for me. We are telling you. You said, no, I'm also telling you. <laughs> Francis is here. The doctor told her, you have to have another chemo. She said, I am not having another chemo. I am not having. The doctor said, you have. Say, I'm not having another chemo. I'm rather having baby. Amen. I'm not having chemo. I'm having baby. The doctor, the doctor told her, you may not even live to take care of the baby. He said, I will live to take care of my baby. <laughs> After she said that to the doctors, less than a month later, the sickness, lupus, was healed.
please don't act so posh as though everything is okay with you. I know you actually need God. And if you need God, he will not force himself. You have to engage God. How do I engage God? Believe in your heart and speak it that God, I trust in you. I shall not die. I shall not go through surgery. I shall not go down. My children will be okay. My finances will be okay. I'm not losing my house. I'm not losing my child. I'm not losing my job. Come on, you gotta speak it out. Final thing I want to draw to your attention, it is not about prayer, but it is about speaking. I want you to know tomorrow, whatever comes your way, look at it and tell that thing that you who are you oh great mountain before Zerubbabel you shall be leveled out and when you say believe it and don't change your confession people ask you how are you don't say I'm dying the devil is a liar they ask you how are things going tell them God has taken care of it God has taken control you shall hear my testimony very soon you shall see the result very soon speak what you believe let your faith speak let your faith speak have you got anything to say have you got anything to say thank you please be seated I believe God. Bow your head with me. You want to say, Pastor, I want to be fruitful. I want to start afresh with Jesus. Because I know I need Jesus. So I want to invite him into my life. I want to start afresh. I know God is speaking to me and I can't pretend anymore. I can't postpone it. That's your genuine prayer. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I need Jesus. I want to invite him. If that's your genuine prayer, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I want to start serving him and bearing fruit. I want to start a new relationship with him because I know my relationship with Jesus is not good. I want to start afresh. I want to be born again. I want to invite him. If that's your genuine prayer, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You know now you don't care. You want to believe God. It starts, it starts with it starts with making it plain. It starts with it. Just lifting your hands, which is a statement from your heart. That Lord, I'm ready. That's you're going to pray after me. When I say say after me from your heart, lift up your two hands as a sign of surrendrance. Please say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I've sinned against you. But I believe that you died on the cross to save me a sinner from my sins I ask you to come into my life wash me with your blood make me new from today I make a commitment that I will serve you I will put all my faith in you I will trust you I will walk with you I will bear fruit for you to the glory of your name thank you for this opportunity in Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, congratulations, you are now born again. Our pastor always says it's not enough to believe, but you must belong. We would love to support you on this journey. Send an email to amen at and we will be sure to get back to you.
Welcome to the family of God. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for daily updates on what God is doing here at Charis Ministries. Stay blessed.